Nobody expected the arrival of a baby in Bethlehem to shake up their lives. But when that baby is Jesus, plans are rearranged, beliefs are challenged, and ordinary people find their lives upended and forever changed. We meet today to celebrate and to retell an old, old, old story. It's familiar, but it's so unbelievable. Even 2,000 years later, we're hoping that you hear this story for the very first time again today. I think we all come wondering, hoping, will there be a new angle today? <laughs> we've, we've heard this story a lot. But you know what's exciting is that although the story is an old story, a familiar story, it's a story that can still change our lives. And that's our prayer. It really is. The way God chose to become flesh was so unusual. As you can imagine, a virgin giving birth to the Son of God is fertile ground for all sorts of dilemmas, difficult situations, or challenges. The Christmas story is filled with people who find themselves in, well, these various dilemmas. So far, we have focused on two teenagers. Mary and Joseph, both critical cogs in the Messiah's coming. Their obedience changed their lives and literally, as you stay in this story, changed ours. This morning, we're going to hear another message from an angel that actually should shock you once again. But let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we do recognize that your word is powerful. We recognize that you are God, that you alone are worthy to be praised. Lord, the longer we hang out with you, the longer we read about you, the longer that we understand just a little bit of who you are, we stand back. We realize that our thoughts are not like your thoughts and our ways are not like your ways. We have so much to learn and our faith needs to grow in so many different ways. So this morning, Father, we pray that that would happen in us. That we would hear from you differently. That you would highlight a scripture a verse, a word that your Holy Spirit would teach us, convict us, inspire us. We ask these things, God, because that's what the Holy Spirit does. Lord, we think of the pain all around us. We think especially of the victims of all those tornadoes and the houses, and the homes, and the churches, and the buildings, and the lives that have been taken and have been changed. 
families looking at Christmas so very differently. We pray for your strength. And even as we have an opportunity to give, we pray, dear God, that you would use these funds to enable, to encourage. We ask that, Father. We know that there are so many different churches and different groups of people meeting even today. We know that there's a bent during this season to perhaps be more open to God. The story's been around a long time, as we've said. But would you use your word today to change lives? We think of some of the churches in the area, Lord. We ask you, Father, that you would be with Casa de Oracion. We ask you that you would strengthen those at Meadowland and at New Hope. We thank you for all those servants who are downstairs teaching and ministering to our children right now. We pray that you would encourage them and that our kids would also be given your word and your hope. We are grateful, God, for your love for us and pray this day that we would see it even better. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have you ever received shocking, positive news that just simply left you stunned? Now, I am not saying that you get a wedding proposal after you've gone out with this girl for seven years. This is not shock. This is slow. All right? This is pathetic. You know it's coming. I'm looking at more like the unexpected good news about a promotion. People are being laid off in your company and, and your boss calls you into the office and, and instead of giving you your papers, promotes you and gives you a raise. You, you look. You're not getting it at the moment. Or maybe it's inheritance from Uncle Harry. You didn't even know you had an Uncle Harry. All right? But isn't that cool? Some guy shows up at your door, hands you this mega check, and say, well, Harry wanted you to enjoy this. You kind of look, it's a scam. What's going on? This isn't really real. But in these situations, stunned would be normal. You ask yourself questions. Is this really true? Why is everyone else getting fired and I'm not? Why me? What does the future actually hold? Do you start to dance? Or do you start texting and posting? You know, good news is wonderful. But challenging to process, to contain, and to actually distribute. The shepherds had a deal with all of the above when they heard the good news that the Messiah was born in Bethlehem. If you would, you can open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. We're going to start reading at chapter 6, sorry, at verse 6. You can follow along on the screen or look at your Bibles. Luke chapter 2, verse 6. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born she gave birth to her firstborn son. 
She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby, lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Let's not miss what God is doing in this familiar story. We hear the stark basics in verse 6 and 7. The time came for Jesus to be born. Mary gave birth, wrapped Jesus snugly, and laid him in a manger. Those words, if you understand just a little bit of who Jesus is, should absolutely shock you. The king arrives without pomp and circumstance. There is no headlines, there are no paparazzi, there are no parades. I'm sure the news spread because this was a small town and a baby being born in a stable or a public barn. Well, yeah, folks heard about it. But just born, wrapped in cloth and laid in a manger. Surrounded by animals rather than family and servants and dignitaries. Jesus arrives in humility. The long-awaited Messiah was born in a stable. And again, if you're not Jewish and you didn't live 2,000 years ago and you didn't hear for centuries, you're waiting for this Messiah, the King, to, to emancipate you to give you freedom. When is the Messiah coming? Life is so hard. We know the Messiah is coming. And you get news. Born of a virgin and laid in a stable. Does this story still shock you and amaze you? 
I'm not sure when the reality hit Mary and Joseph. Probably after all the excitement. Maybe after Jesus was cleaned up. Maybe after Mary was comforted. Or maybe when Jesus just stopped crying. Did they just sit there and look at each other? As Mary perhaps held Jesus close to her? This breathtaking, shocking news is announced to the shepherds. So let me just give you a little background here, but shepherds are guarding, they're watching their sheep. They're just doing their job. This is not a big deal. This is a normal night in the fields outside of Bethlehem. Tradition tells us they could have been watching over the Passover lambs. These lambs would be the ones who would shed their blood in remembrance of the way that God miraculously delivered the children of Israel from Egypt. Now that could have happened, and it is a great story. But we do know that sheep were valuable, and shepherds were a critical part of the business. Yet shepherding was not a job many aspired to get. They were a lower-class people in a labor force that really didn't honor shepherding. Well, they were considered unclean to the Jews, and their job held little esteem or dignity. While it was a normal shepherding night, something happened. An angel appears, and the radiance of God's glory surrounds them. Throughout all of the scripture, God's glorious presence is magnified and shown in brilliant light. They were terrified. The angel reassured them and said, don't be afraid. Can we pause just for a moment? They're doing their own thing. All of a sudden, an angel shows up. God's glory absolutely shouts from every area. What do you mean, don't be afraid? I'm terrified. We're terrified. But the scriptures say the angel assured them. To us, this kind of whips through. But I don't know what assured meant. Did it take five minutes? Was it a group of hysterical men going crazy? Did the angel say, oh, 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 Joe, Jim, hey, Barney, come on, come on, come on. Settle down. I've got some really good news. I can't tell you with you going crazy. You're on the ground. Get up. Let's talk. I don't know how long it took, but eventually we know But they listened. They calmed down, perhaps in place of less hysteria. But the angel spoke again, and these are the words, the good news, the thing that we rejoice in. The angel said, I bring you good news that will bring joy to all people, not just you guys, not even just the Jews, but to everyone. 
the Savior. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David. Again, a little bit of shock. Shepherds are the first ones to hear the good news that Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord, has come. The one you've all been waiting for for centuries. He's here. He's here. In this scripture, it's the only time in the Gospels that this phrase is actually used. The only time we see the titles of Jesus all in one spot. This is truly good news. Jesus is called the Savior, the Rescuer, the one who was our sacrifice for our sins. The Jews kept thinking that it was going to be some political Savior. But Jesus came to save all of mankind from their sins. They're separated from God. They have no relationship with God. Without Jesus coming, Savior, that wouldn't happen. Isaiah prophesied about this in Isaiah 53, starting in verse 4. Isaiah wrote this, Yet it was our weaknesses he carried, It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. That's why Jesus came, Savior, to be rescued, to reconnect us with God because of our sinfulness. Jesus is also called Messiah, the King, the Christ, the Anointed One. In Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, the prophet says this, Rejoice, O people of Zion! Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem! Look, your King, the Christ, the Messiah, is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. Jesus was also called the Lord, the Master, a term of respect and honor, literally a divine title. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9, the Apostle Paul writes this, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is Master, that Jesus is someone to respect and honor and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, this is good news that will bring joy to all people everywhere. Everyone, all people need a Savior, a Messiah, a Lord, All people is us. I'm not sure that's good English. 
But the good news that will bring joy to everyone is the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord has arrived. Faith in Him changes everyone's life now and forever. This relationship brings joy now and forever. And who doesn't want joy? Who wakes up in the morning and says, you know what, I just, I, I don't want to have any joy today. Nah. Well, maybe, but probably not. The angels say you'll find him wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Wrapping was normal. That's what happened to every newborn. But a manger? We're going to stick our child in a manger. That's not very dignified even for normal people, much less the king of kings. Then a host of angels praised God, glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. The word here is myriad. This Greek word stands for 10,000. It's the highest number for which there was a word, at least in this language. Literally myriads of myriads, unprecedented. Can you just imagine this? First, an angel. Then the glory of God. Then a host, a myriad, 10,000 at least. This has to be God's exclamation mark. This birth brings God's glory, bring God's glory. This birth brings peace to all who please God by their faith. This birth is worth celebrating. But you got to wonder, was all this just for the shepherds? You would think if something like this actually happened that maybe the whole town would start coming out. Especially if this loud chorus, especially all these things are happening. Or did God just do this for a group of lower class citizens? Explaining to them this unbelievably message of good news. Then there was darkness and silence. At that moment, if you're a shepherd, what do you do? Well, these shepherds go to Bethlehem. They said, let's go see. I'm not sure if they thought about the protocol. Would they even be welcomed or received? Would they even find a baby in a manger? Well, they hurried, and they found Mary and Joseph and Jesus. And we don't know how long they stayed. We don't know how long they hung around. What did they talk about? Did they just stare? Did everybody hold baby Jesus? Was he passed around? Was it awkward? Or was it appreciated? All the shepherds knew is that everything was happening just like the angel said. The shepherds then tell their story to everyone. They weren't actually even told to go tell their story. It's just something like, you can't believe this. We're sitting there watching our sheep. 
Whoa, an angel. Yeah. And then God's glory. Yeah. And then so many angels. I can't even figure out how many angels. And they're telling us. And this is the message to us. The message is, I've got some good news. It's going to bring joy to all people. Yes. Jesus. Jesus is here. Jesus the Savior. Jesus the Messiah. Jesus the Lord. He's here. He's here. You've been waiting for him. It's going to change everything. You're going to find him in a stable. And he's going to be lying in a manger. Who is going to believe this? Especially from a shepherd. But the scriptures tell us, all who heard the story were astonished. Of course. Were they astonished by the event? The angel, God's glory, all the angels, a host of angels, that kind of a thing? Were they astonished by the good news? They all have been waiting, all of them in this, or in this environment. Hey, the Messiah's here, the Messiah's here. Did people just start to go crazy at that moment? Really? Whoa, this is so cool. Were they astonished that the shepherds received the good news? I mean, they just start even thinking if there are any kind of people with means, they're going like, God, really? God, like, seriously? This is who you bring this good news to? <laughs> What's the deal? Or were they astonished that the Messiah was lying in a manger? <laughs> King of kings? Like, really? This is the best we can do? This is your story? This is the story you're going to live by? This it? <laughs> no kidding. This is what happened. This is what happened. The shepherds then went back, praised God, and gave God glory. All they knew is this. Normal things, normal time, normal scenario. And whoa, this night was abnormal. Nothing like this ever happened. Will it ever happen again? But I know this. Everything that happened, happened just like the angel told them. So what? It's not what I would have done. The Messiah shouldn't be treated like this. But wonderful. You see, God can be trusted. He's not always understood. But God loves each one of us. And it was on this day that he started to let everybody know. Let's watch a clip of a shepherd kind of wrestling with all this news. I can't believe this is happening. Oh, I got to get a grip. I got to, uh, I got to tell people. That's what I got to do. I got to, I got to go tell people. I got to, 
I got to share the news. I got to let them know that. Uh, <laughs> who's going to listen to me? Huh? Who's going to listen to me? I mean, I. It's not like I have any kind of reputation. People don't give me two looks. And I'm going to be the one. I'm going to be the one to talk about angel sighting and Messiah's coming. I just gotta I just gotta put my manners on that's it I put my manners on I gotta talk right that's it and then I gotta I gotta clean up I can do that I can clean out under my fingernails there's no hiding this man news of great joy for everyone because the Savior was born today in Bethlehem he said we'd recognize him by by a very specific sign he said that baby would be wrapped in cloths and lying in a (laughs) and this was the kicker (laughs) that baby would be lying in a manger (laughs) A Messiah in a feeding trough. <laughs> oh. I mean, even my family was better off than that. We didn't have two sticks to rub together, but at least I had a, a bed to lay my head in when I was a kid. I've been waiting my whole life for this Messiah. And now it seems he may be more like me than I ever thought possible. (laughs) Well, I think that angel got it wrong. This ain't good news. This is the best news ever. (laughs) Come on, boys. The best news ever. You know, kings aren't supposed to arrive like this. We, we know that. Especially the king of kings. And yet that's how Jesus came. Lowly shepherds received a message. They were shocked. Who would listen to these normal guys and gals folks that had no esteem no credibility (laughs) couldn't even testify in a court of law who who would choose these people to be their messengers their spokespeople 
God. God gave them the good news that would bring joy to all people. And the good news is that Jesus came, Savior, Messiah, and Lord. Oh, it's so amazing that God wanted us to know that Jesus came. This good news is good news for all people. That means us. It wasn't good news for just folks 2,000 years ago, and it wasn't just good news for those who were Jews and understood what a Messiah was. Because we're all born separated from God, and we need a Savior. And we all need to be able to trust Someone who is master and in charge. What good news. What a blessing. All because God cares about you and me. So many of you have made that decision. So many of you know the Lord Jesus. So many of you have responded to the good news. Right? So many of you are different since you met Jesus. He's been chipping things away. You're kinder. You're more loving. Right? Hasn't he changed you? Changed your perspective? Changed how you care for people? Changed how you love people? Hasn't he changed that for you? Right? Let's let others know. Father, I come before you. And in some ways, I don't understand all the context. I've never had an angel come to me in a field, and I've never seen your glory light up the sky never visited Jesus lying in a manger. I haven't talked with Mary or Joseph and learned about your faithfulness. But I know you. And you started this off in a most unique way so that I might get to meet a Savior and a Messiah and a Lord. I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you because the news is stunning. And I don't deserve that, and we don't deserve that. But that's what you did. We love you, Lord, and pray this in your Son's name.